Hello, everyone. I am Kristen Crockett. I am your host of Courageous Destiny, creating your own rules of empowerment. And today I have a very honored guest to share with me in a, a, a joint, I'm going to call it a joint passion and joint love for a dear woman, Joni, that needs all of our prayers and all of our help right now. And Shara is actually, you know, the more I, I've learned about her story and, you know, the, the role she's played in Joni's life is truly, truly what I would consider to be a human angel. Thank Shara you. met Joni when she was seven years old in the foster care system and has known Joni and been standing for Joni and her family for a very long time. And I'm just going to tell all of my listeners right now that Joni, like I said in the beginning, she needs our help. Joni has stage 4D melanoma. And I know that there's a more formal name for that. But she had just gotten news that she, um, she got the opportunity to be in a clinical trial, which we were all very excited about. And recently, we found out that after a procedure she had done, which I think is enough information, she did not qualify for the clinical trial. Now, that has, for me as a coach, I'm always telling my clients, build yourself up, build yourself up. Let's look on the bright side, right? Let's start creating. What can we create in this time? And I'm going to tell you, this has been a little bit of a challenge for me as a coach and as a woman, I'm a little pissed off. <laughs> That's just the honest to God truth. But I also know that God has a plan. And in all this work that I've done in the last 10 years, the one thing I have learned more than anything is that God has a plan and we may not understand it, but he still has the plan and we need to I don't even know what we need to do, Cher. Maybe you can help me with this, but I needed to do something. So I thought we would have a podcast <laughs> and we would make a, we would tell and share some of Joni's stories and, 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 and why we love her so much and why, I mean, it was about three years ago I had Joni on my podcast and she shared her story here on, on the Courageous Destiny podcast. And I just wanted to coach her so bad because I wanted all of her dreams realized, every single last one of them. This woman had been through more in her life than I had been through or anybody I knew had been through. And I'm just going to say three lifetimes, even though I haven't been here three lifetimes, because I got to make it big because it's big. Yes. You know, she had been through addiction. She has been through losing her children. She has been through regaining her children. She has been through following the path of God and really, really working on her faith. And to me, she is the example of courageous destiny. She absolutely That's courageous is. destiny. That's somebody who fights and battles for their life and for their faith. Amen. Yes. 
She absolutely <laughs> is. And I just one one just little straighten up one thing. I didn't meet her when she was seven, but she was in the foster care system I worked in. I got her later on in life as a client. So, oh, um, okay, so she okay. She was in the Florida foster care system in which I worked. I didn't meet her that young, but we've known each other for some time, and I've worked with her, all of her children, her extended family. So yes, we did meet in the foster care system. Just haven't known her quite that long. But I can tell you that there was something about Joni Killius the day I met her. But there was something about Joni Killius before I ever met her, because the first thing I met about Joni was her file. Obviously, as a social worker, the first thing that you ever see on a client will be their file and their background. And if you're a good social worker, you're going to read that. And I had read so much about Joni before I went to the first meeting. And when you go to your first meeting, you're going to come into a room full of attorneys for every party, social workers from several agencies, family, possibly extended family, but fair to say a good eight to 10 people in meeting number one. But in this meeting that I came to, um, they forgot to bring Joni. <laughs> And I was there, so I was there, the, all these social workers were there, the attorneys were there, but there was no Joni. And as I sat in the social worker mode and listened to the talk around the circle with the rest of the people that hadn't met Joni, who also hadn't taken the time to read maybe as much as I had, my heart broke for Joni. Joni had already been diagnosed with cancer. She was diagnosed as a teenager. I'm sorry, I may cry too. Um, as a teenager. Okay, we got this, man. <laughs> Tears are strength. <laughs> um, you know, at this time, she was expecting a child. And uh, out of fear, you know, she, she didn't didn't tell us, you know, well, I'm going to have a baby. And of course that was, that came out very quickly. So when we asked her, you know, about the baby, she said, I have a tumor. This is a tumor. And indeed it was a tumor. It was the tumor in her liver. She did have that tumor, but at that circle, you know, no one had investigated far enough to know that. And that was being taken as not true. And so before I ever met Joni or any of the family, I met the distrust in the file that I'd spent so much time reading. And that was what broke my heart. <laughs> so then when I met Joni, um, there is a light and an intelligence. And when I walked into the room in all 90 pounds of Joni <laughs> with her swollen liver belly, and her sunken eyes and all of the stress and all of the strain that she was going through, there was still a light and a fight in Joni's eyes that you just don't see in a lot of people. And that to me was also remarkable. There was no defensiveness. Joni was the first one to admit to Joni's shortcomings. And Joni was the first one to admit to how far Joni had to go. So every step of the way, every inch that I got to know about Joni, my heart wrapped around her even further. And that just developed even more when I met her extended family. So I stayed, we, we worked together for many years. Um, 
and we've actually buried a child of Joni's. I don't know, you didn't mention that part. So yes, Joni did go through some addiction problems and we did have the children in foster care for an amount of time. But Joni had already gotten her PhD, um, started trying to build her own business, was about the every bit of the life of getting a home and foundation for children that she never had by the time you know that she got those children back she accidentally got pregnant in this process and Joni forwent chemotherapy when she found out about this pregnancy it was deeper into the pregnancy it was not an expected pregnancy and Joni when she did find out she chose the pregnancy and the baby's health over her own and um, she did whatever she had to do to maintain that pregnancy and we, she struggled and it was hard. And we knew that the baby was going to have a birth defect um, in her heart before she was ever born. So we started planning and preparing for that and praying our way up and getting ready. And um, she was born so beautiful and perfect to the eye, but right away she had to go into open heart surgery. They um, were not able to repair it and they were concerned. So they kept her little chest open and they kept her on a warmer and so that they could go back in. And if I remember correctly, and I'm not sure that I do, because this is a lot of trauma for all of us. Um, I want to say that they went three times before we lost the baby. And so Joni buried her baby too. So there's just nothing that this woman has not been through, nothing. And um, I've watched her pull herself up and put herself together time after time after time. She doesn't ask for help. She wants to do it herself as does her Chris, her husband, Chris. Chris is a man of pride, a hard worker. He will work day to night doing anything he can get his hands to do to earn money to support his family. However, you know, one person can't do it alone. And we need Chris with Joni, not always working. We need Chris with Joni right now, too. So right now, we need help. Um, Joni has got... Um, oh, gee, I'm sorry. I have to gain composure. I'm sorry. Give me a it's second. okay. You said... She has got... Um, just under ideal circumstances had the had the trial gone forward Joni had enough struggles financially as it was just foregoing her income for the months that would come ahead and so they were going to lose her income during this time anytime anyway have to displace the children during the treatment time to be with family and change schools they were already buffering for that and were doing a phenomenal job when Hurricane Ian came through. And um, Joni, when we started to get the forecast for Hurricane Ian, had already been, forgive me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little bit of a break, Shira. Okay. okay. Thank you. And I'm just going to recap a little bit for our listeners. So I want you to imagine a woman who's been through everything has her own business, got her own PhD, survived cancer before, survived, you know, and got herself well after, you know, from addiction. 
she's lost a child. And I do know that I'm just going to share the name of the child because I think yes. it's so precious. Her name is Trinity. Yes. Which couldn't be more perfect or fitting. And she has, she, and now she has stage 4D melanoma and there really isn't that they know of a cure. Now that doesn't mean God can't do his work. And that doesn't mean that there's not some holistic approach. And by all means, for any of our listeners who would like to send information to me or what have you, because they've heard about something, we're not going to outrule that, okay? We want things like that. But this family, you know, yes, she has lost a child and she has four. Am I correct on that? She has five children, four five to children. the age of 12. <laughs> Yeah, five kids right now, and she can't work. I mean, not right now. We don't want her to work right now. We want her to focus on her wellness. Absolutely. You know, and as many of you know, if you don't have that kind of insurance for short-term disability or, or long I don't even know, disabilities or what have you, there really isn't a solution. And so after all this happened to her, then Hurricane Ian decided to come through and plow through her home. Yes. Um, uh, Joni was scheduled to have this tumor they, resection, they called it. They were removing the tumors from her liver as well as her gallbladder. They needed to retrieve T cells from these tumors to formulate the treatment that they had planned to give her. It was being sent to Paris, France. And then we got the forecast that Hurricane Ian was coming. Joni was serious enough that they went ahead and did not postpone the surgery at all. So they had already evacuated through the worst of the storm and prepared for the surgery when the storm came through far stronger than anyone had anticipated in our area right here in central Florida. And by the time they returned to their home, they realized not only was the homework destroyed, but it was engulfed in black mold, as well as all of the belongings inside it. It is, it's a total loss. Yeah. So that's why Shira and I are here today. Because, you know, I, I remember the first time Shira and I spoke and I had put the GoFundMe out on the web and, and at first it didn't have too much traction, you know, but I knew that we wouldn't give up, you know, that, you know, and this was, you know, I knew I wouldn't give up. And now all I can say is I have seen where people have, have co-funded people who have lost liquor licenses. That's right. <laughs> restaurants I have seen where people have, you know, sent somebody to college. I've seen all kinds of things. And I don't mean to negate any of those things. But man, if it's in your hearts to help Joni, you know, if you're listening to this and, and you, you're, you're compelled that this is something that you can really feel her, I really want you to encourage you to share what you can, share what you can, share her story, share this podcast. That will really help, you know, donate 
We would love to see you donate. I'm going to include the donate on the podcast description. I'm also going to play this on my page and in the Courageous Destiny community. And we'll have a link as well. And I just think it's so critical that if you, if, if this lands in your inbox and you're listening to this, all I'm requesting is that if you have anything to give, please, for Joni, I would ask that you please give it. And, Crystal, and I'll be very bold in asking that. I'd like to add that we have, um, if, if, if the listeners would like to visit um, Dead Folks Talking public group on Facebook. It is a trauma and support page. We have an event that is calendared there. And this is called um, Rally Fight for Joni's Light. And that's Ooh. coming up. <laughs> when is Rally group. Fight for Joni's Life? Rally Fight for Joni's Light. L-I-G-H-T. This oh, good. Of mine. <laughs> yes, because Joni is a bright light and we are rallying around her and we're fighting for that light. So we've scheduled two days right now, and it is November 5th and 6th, which is coming up very quickly. We're scheduling this as a two-day event so that we can center one day around recovering their property, helping them do whatever physical work needs to be done to get that situated so that Joni can relax and begin to heal and recover, and Chris can go to work without having to worry about the whole world. But also we are going to be collecting goods there. We are, their clothes have been destroyed. Last week we were in the 50s in Florida. The children did not have jackets. We don't, these children have lost everything. The whole family has lost everything. I can't emphasize that enough. So on the site, we have all the children's sizes. Um, we have Christmas coming and we have, they have no home. They are bunked up, a family of seven. Is this a private or a public group? This is a public group, and it is a Facebook Good. group called Dead Folks Talking. F -O -S. Dead Folks Talking. Folks. Can you explain that to our listeners a little bit? Yes, I can. Dead Folks Talking is a trauma support and recovery group. And I created Dead Folks Talking together with Joni, actually. It was something that we've been talking about for a couple of years, ever since Joni has, you know, had her platforms up, begin her businesses, and we've just been doing the business of friendship for a few years. I became very ill myself. And um, as my health deteriorated, Joni drew closer to me because that's just the kind of person she is despite all the struggles that she's got on her and um, all the, the weight that she has on her shoulders, she is still going to try to circle someone who's hurting. And as my health declined, Joni did that for me. And as she was walking me through this really difficult time of having to resign my job, apply for disability, become homebound, she's walking me through this and I am just grateful. It's like the teacher has become the teacher. <laughs> the student has become the teacher. I'm sorry, I misstated that. The student has become the teacher. And here I was, the one who walked with her. She is now walking with me. And to this day, that's what Joni was doing when this all occurred. So we had formulated the thought of dead folks talking. And we thought we have got to get on a platform together and talk about our lives because our lives are so similar. 
And just jokingly, we were saying, well, what can we name this? And I said, I know two dead ladies talking because clinically at that point, we were both walking death sentences. Doctors told us both we should have been dead long ago. And here we are yet to today. And we got a good chuckle out of it and let it go. But the more that I ruminated on that, the more appropriate I found it because what better name for a trauma and support group I mean, we are dead in our sins and we are born again. We are dead to our disease, according to a doctor. And yet we walk around alive. <laughs> no matter what the doctors say, we both draw light and many other people. But beyond that, based on trauma, the trauma that I suffered, the trauma that Joni suffered. If anyone has ever suffered trauma, gone through PTSD, you know that inside you become kind of dead you just don't feel anymore and that is the biggest challenge for someone who suffers from severe PTSD especially long term is just finding any pleasure in life and so dead folks talking comes from all of those places and that is what we aptly name the group dead folks talking so when you come to dead folks talking it's an open platform it was intended to be strictly for trauma support i thought it would be my former clients following me along some of them did but what it turned out to be Kristen, is a mission site <laughs> and anyone that goes there is going to see that the majority of our client base and our friendship base is it's all over the world and the reason i tell this story right now is that that's no accident that was not planned. Joni's story is now clear around the world because of dead folks talking. All right, guys, you hear it. Okay, so we've got some opportunities. I'm going to sum them up and we're going to wrap up for today. But here are our opportunities. Number one, and I'm going to make this a powerful request with all my light to yours that we pray for Joni and her family, five kids and her husband, Chris, that they have strength, that they have resources, and that they have peace and love in their household. Yes. I'm also going to make a request that we, if, if, if you're listening and you want to do more, that you join the Facebook group, which is a public group, Dead Folks Walking. Talking. And right? Talking. 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 Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am so glad that I am not perfect. Okay. So dead folks talking, not yes. walking, talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dead folks talking. And then there's going to be an event for Joni. November 5th. And that's November 5th and November 6th. Yes. And if you're in Florida or central Florida, or this just compels you please go please yes. go participate any way you would like we also have a gofundme which will be included in this link that can certainly be a way that you can help they need resources and they need funds in dead folks talking they also have the ability for you to donate clothes and they have the sizes and different things for Joni as well and the family and then last but not least never least if this tugs at your heartstrings and opens you up and you feel like sharing jo Joni's story 
share, share this podcast, share dead folks talking, share the event, share the GoFundMe. There's never, it's, there's never too little of an action. May I have one more thing that they may do? Yes. There is an author who has joined on board, um, Elizabeth, I'm going to mask her name, some bone, I believe it is in Canada. And she is donating her services to pin a biography. This is a $10,000 service. So if anybody has ever wanted to have a book written and it doesn't have to be a biography, she will donate in kind, editing services, proofreading, anything. So that is also on the site and she will donate the money that she would receive herself directly to Joni. Beautiful, beautiful. And by the way, we want Joni to get the story out. One of the things that makes me so passionate, and then I'm going to wrap up, but one of the things that makes me so passionate is that this story get out to the world and that she's able to focus and not have to worry about all the, the clothes and the, you know, the hurricane and the damage and the resources and the lack of resources and all those things that she can actually work on capturing her story. Because I will guarantee you that when you really hear the details of Joni's story, you know, and when you see people in your life that are going through their ordinary complaints and the, you know, the things that she has gone through and the faith that she has created for herself and for her family are truly, truly, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find a word, but <laughs> divine, I'll use the word divine. Such so. a beautiful family. They really are. They are such a beautiful family and such, such smart, intelligent um, well-behaved and just honoring children. It's such a blessing to see. Beautiful. Shara, thank you for coming on here today and having this podcast with me. We'll Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Kristen. We right? We could do it. Yes. Glad that we've done it. It's going to happen. I know that whatever comes is what, what is intended to come. So we, we just, we just open our hands to God and we will take any blessing that anyone wants to pour out. And I know that God is going to multiply whatever is done. God will multiply. That's how he is. He's faithful like that. (laughs) So just give what you can. If it's a t-shirt, if it's a dollar, if it is um, too small, nothing, nothing is too small. Nothing. It's not too small and it's not too big. No, no, (laughs) nothing's too big. Amen. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to wrap this episode up, but please, please, if, if it, if it stirs your heart, Please, anything you can do for Joni, I know I would just be over the moon. And so would Shara. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you for Shara for being a guest on my podcast today. Oh, and by the way, Joni, thank you for being you. You deserve all of it. I love you.